It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on today's Locked On Maps, KD to Boston, could Dallas get involved? We'll talk about that today. We'll talk about some takeaways from some of our past guests over the past week and a half and so much more on today's Locked On Maps. Let's go! Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Don't believe you shouldn't be here. Let it ride. Let it ride. No, I'm just kidding. We don't have the music riding. Uh, welcome to today's Lockdown Mavs. This is one of your co-hosts, half of Lockdown Mavs, contributor to Mavs.com, Isaac Harris. And today I'm riding solo. So we're going to be really casual today, just hanging out. And uh, so if you're just here for Nick, I'm sorry. All right, this is just not the pod for you because Nick is still traveling the world and traveling Europe and everything. And uh, we've had guests on for literally the past seven pods. And I I have to say, they've been pretty dang good guests. All right, it's been a lot of fun, a lot of cool insights. And uh, so today uh, I'll talk about some takeaways from some of those guest pods because there were a few things mentioned uh, in those conversations that I thought was a lot of fun. And uh, we got to talk about KD the the whole Boston rumor everything I want to talk about that in the opening segment right here but if you're watching on YouTube you know what to do leave a comment below on YouTube answer this question what would you give up if you're Dallas for Marcus Smart like if Dallas could get in as the third team on this uh, trade proposal trade rumor according to the Athletic Shams Woj I guess the night before on ESPN, if the, if Dallas could get involved and somehow reroute Marcus Smart to Dallas, what would you give up for Marcus Smart? So yeah, we'll talk about that uh, at the very end. If I have time, I I want to throw out some of my favorite comments I've received over the past week and a half. Uh, just some great ones, some comments, DMs that people have sent uh, since Nick has been gone. Um, so so many of of our hosts on this network, they do they're solo like every single day, five days a week. It's just them. And one shout out to them because I can't imagine doing this pod every single day without a co-host. Um, because I, Nick and I, like it, it feels just like part of life now that we've done it for five, over five years now going into our sixth season. So it's always weird doing a solo pod, but there's a lot to talk about. And I'm like, Hey, let's just roll with it. We'll, we'll chill. We'll hang out. Don't be too mean in the comments, uh, but let's talk about KD potentially going to Boston. So I first saw that rumor and I immediately thought of Bill Simmons because I was like, I, I, I'm sure a lot of you guys listened to Bill Simmons pod. It was just like a month or so ago that uh, Sim, Simmons was literally on one of his pods with, I think we're probably and him saying, if I was Boston, I would come out right now and just say, I'm not trading Jalen Brown. Just to get it, just to you know, squish it, everything, and uh, I just started laughing when I, I saw this rumor today because, and then obviously we saw Jalen Brown tweet uh, about it, and uh, 
yeah, it's just this is something that could just really mess up a team's chemistry. Uh, but for for any like big rumor thing going around the league, I always look at it from a Mavs angle. I'm like, hey, can we hop in uh, on this? Can we uh, be a third team? What would that look like? It's hard in this situation. I'll admit that before I want to throw out a couple different ideas for it. It's hard in this situation because I think both teams want to be good. You know, from ever all the reporting that I'm reading that you're reading, you know, the Nets don't want to tank. They they don't have all their draft picks and stuff. So they want to stay good. So that's why they want like all stars and stuff. Uh, and then on Boston's case, they obviously want to be back in the title you know, contention, uh, even though you could argue that they're the best team coming back into the league next season. Um, but that, so it's hard to find a situation for a third team to hop in here because it's just a natural Jalen Brown's money. Marcus smarts money equals Durant's both teams kind of like win, win, throwing some picks, all of that. You kind of understand it. You understand the framework. So we're kind of stretching it a little bit of saying, hey, how could Dallas, get involved but i thought the media game in this was just hilarious uh i thought the you know the the report comes out uh, i guess monday morning on shams's inside pass on the athletic you know and it's reported and then immediately i mean it's like clockwork like the next 24 hours it's media on like other platform like espn or whatever just trying to downgrade the whole thing. Like, are we sure what's e- what does offer even mean? Like I heard that thrown out there. I heard, well, this is, you know, it just isn't that big of a news, you know, like we, we've known this. And it's like, all right. I, one of my favorite responses in media always is like, well, that just wasn't big news. Well, did you report it? Because if you knew it and you didn't report it and now we're all hearing about it for the first time because it's reported that it is news to a lot of us. So it's also, it's always one of my favorite like bingo card media things is the media person's like, well, that wasn't news to me. I've, I've known that for a while, you know, like I got my people on. It's like, well, okay, cool. But you didn't report it. So anyway, so that was like a funny thing, uh, from, from my angle on this with the KD Celtics thing, but could Dallas hop, hop in here? Here's the only way that I think Dallas could hop in as a third team is if, if Brooklyn looked at it and said, which, you know, according to Shams, Brooklyn wants, you know, Marcus Smart to be involved in this. So obviously if they want Marcus Smart to be involved, they want Smart to be in Brooklyn. But let's just say they wanted their priority was we want a legit all-star, which would be Jalen Brown, young all-star. And then we just want the most draft picks possible. So I think Boston, the most that they could do is like three unprotected and then maybe a couple pick swaps possibly. So what if they looked around the league and said, hey, you know, could we could we get another first for Marcus smart? And I think that's where, you know, once again, other teams would offer a first too. But if Dallas could get involved and say, Hey, we will give you, would you a Mavs fan that's listening to this or watching this on YouTube, would you give up an unprotected first and whatever other salary to get Marcus smart? Like, what is your limit with that? Like, would you give up Tim Hardaway and an unprotected first for Marcus smart? Would you give up maxi and Dwight and an unprotected first for Marcus Smart. Um, I don't know, like, what's the limit? How do you feel about Marcus Smart? Uh, he is, I think, 28. Obviously, he's a Dallas, uh, you know, he's from Dallas, from Flower Mound. And we, I feel like he's one of those dudes that we've talked about for, I don't know, years uh, of talking about him potentially being at Dallas and the fit in Dallas and all of that. Uh, I think the fit would be kind of natural. 
next to Luca. The only thing is obviously his three point shooting is 33% three point shooter uh, last year. And so that's not like ideal, but what you would get with Marcus Smart, if you could swing, you know, a, a trade for him is you'd obviously get another guard in the backcourt with Luca. Uh, do you debate on would he start Would Dinwiddie start Dinwiddie was used to coming off the bench last year. You know, I don't think you'd trade for Marcus Smart and then bring him off the bench, but I don't, I don't know. So, um, it would be interesting. I think he would fit. I think if Dallas could hop in and somehow pull that off, I would be very, very interested in that. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, what if it got like, what if it became like a bigger deal? What if from all indications, it feels like Utah's um, motivation to trade Donovan Mitchell is for graphics is for, Hey, we're going to suck for a while. All right. We're going to tank this thing out, be at the bottom of the league. We have the worst, you know, branding in the league. So let's just not win very many games. Let's not sell very many jerseys and just wait for the purple jerseys to come back next year and just suck as a team. Um, I'm halfway joking about the branding thing, but what if Ainge says, Hey, I really like Jalen Brown. And I know that we're, we've been prioritizing picks and young players, but what if he wants to get Jalen Brown back and still suck? So what if it turns into like a bigger four-team trade? And I'm not even going to get into all the exact players, exact picks, and who would get what picks, whatever. But what if there was a framework to where KD went to Boston, Jalen Brown went to Utah, Donovan Mitchell goes to Brooklyn, and could could Dallas hop in there somewhere and say, hey, Marcus Smart, Mike Conley, we, they could pull in both of those guys. You'd be taking salary from Utah. How could how could that four-team trade happen? I was playing around with it earlier. Uh, there's ways to pull it off for sure because if you're Utah, you're obviously trading Mitchell and getting a cornerstone of Jalen Brown. Would they get you know a couple picks in that? They'd also be getting off the money of Mike Conley if they got some expirings from Dallas. Um, you know, Obviously, in Boston, you're getting Kevin Durant. If you're Brooklyn, you're getting Donovan Mitchell in that. Uh, I think a scenario I was playing around with on Trade NBA was, uh, you know, some of the expirings on Dallas going to Utah, Tim Hardaway going to Brooklyn, and all of that. You know, we're just having fun. This is what the Trade Machine and Trade Trade NBA uh, dot com is is a lot of fun with. But bottom line, I think you know, I think this is the type of opportunities Dallas is waiting on. Is you know, what's the what's the big domino? What's the big move? For you know Kevin Durant, Donovan Mitchell, can we hop in as a third team? Can we hop in as a fourth team? I just think it's a little bit harder when you get into two teams trading that want to be good. If it's a Utah and like a New York or a Utah and somewhere else, like Utah wants to suck. So then you kind of understand about them trying to get off money. They don't want to take back certain players and all of this. It just gets a little bit harder whenever you have you know two teams that are wanting to win. Let's take a quick break. And then we'll be back. We'll be back talking about some of the takeaways from last week's guests. This pod is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events on all your number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports. Ooh, place a bet on a combat sport. Esports and even golf. Golf is a little controversial right now. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today 
or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet online where the game starts. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, we're back. Shout out to the people who reached out and said, hey, Isaac's not used to doing these ad reads. You got that right. This is Nick's like forte. This is his this is his thing. It's what he lives for is these ad reads. So uh, honestly, he doesn't let me do ad reads, okay? He's very controlling about the ad reads. So make sure you shoot him a DM say, hey, let Isaac do an ad read every now and then. Uh, he'll have a blast with that one. Um, anyway, let's talk about some guests. Over the past week and a half, uh, I've kind of laid it out on yesterday's pod. But hey, go, go back and listen. This week, we had Mike Shedd, longtime assistant coach for the Mavs. Uh, he was a lot of fun. He's always, you know, fun to have on the pod. Um, he was yesterday. Um, I, I love some of the questions he answers, some of the perspectives he adds. Him and St. Jean as assistant coaches, they can just add different perspectives to things that we're just we're not used to hearing. Uh, obviously, Jeff Skin Wade was on Monday last week. We had Tim Cato from the Athletic talking about Utah and could Dallas get involved? That is Utah. I mean, is Dallas done? Uh, we had Bob Stern from the Athletic and the Ticket. We had Jason Gallagher. We had Bobby Corrala, friend Bobby from Mavs.com, um, and obviously Greg St. Jean uh, on Friday. So it was a lot of fun, a lot of guests to line up. Um, shout out to the people who have reached out who said. Isaac, we miss Nick's energy, all right? You're just a little too calm. You're a little too uh, toned down for us. Well, guys, you know what I am? I'm freaking tired, okay? All right? That's just, that's just where I'm at, all right? So, uh, and I just don't have the personality as Nick, so uh, sorry, not sorry. Maybe that's part of Enneagram numbers. Do you believe in the Enneagram? I need, I need a draft guide that shows me Enneagram numbers because I'm like half and half. Is the Enneagram legit or is the Enneagram was it created from like hocus pocus and did the Sanderson sisters create Enneagram? I'm like half and half on it, but hopefully Nick is not watching this pot at this point. Let's talk about some takeaways. I thought one of the bigger takeaways from the interviews last week was Greg St. Jean talking about Dinwiddie. When I asked him the question, who is one player that you think will show the biggest growth from last year or last season into next season? And I was expecting for him to like answer like a younger player. Like I was fully expecting the Josh Green, you know, answer of this. Um, I was, you know, don't really have a ton of young players on the roster. Uh, shout out to Kirk. You know, this is a young roster. I know Kirk says this all the time about how young, young this Mavericks roster is, but it's hard to find like super young guys on the team, which shout out to Mike Shedd on yesterday's pod, who kind of gave us that perspective again. It's like, yeah, well, we haven't really had a ton of guys that's, that have outgrown their role because we haven't 
drafted too many guys over the years uh, to do that. But it's kind of like a cell phone on the maps. But anyway, I thought his answer of saying Spencer Dinwiddie was so crucial because it's a reminder to us, reminder to me about how good Dinwiddie can be next season. That <clears throat> Dinwiddie, when you see all the reports, I just saw another uh, tweet the other day from uh, a doctor that's very active uh, in the NBA Twitter world, tweeting about players coming off the you know their ACL injury the second year and how stronger they are in the second year compared to that first year. If you remember when we made that trade for Spencer Dinwiddie, he was talking about what was one of the things he was saying about about uh, Washington. He was like, you know, they gave up on me in, in, after 33 games, you know, because he tears his ACL that first season. There, he comes back and plays 33 games, and they trade him, you know, for for Porzingis. He's like, they gave up on me then. And what was he doing in Washington? He was having these uh, these rhythms of these back-to-backs of like he's setting out the second eye of a back-to-back because he was on this recovery rest rehab plan with his ACL injury. This is the, That was the first season. And I think we forget that because we weren't there for when he tore his ACL, right? Like we weren't there when, you know, we weren't the fan base that just signed Dinwiddie and then watched him tear his ACL and like, dang, we're not going to be able to hear from him for a whole year. But we get him. We just see him play for 30-something games in Washington. We get him, and it's kind of this reminder of like, dang, this dude was good. This dude was good in Brooklyn. And I love St. Jean bringing that back out there of like, man, like this is like this is his first full – I know, take the drink. Here we go. But this is his first full offseason here in Dallas to where he's healthy. I know we all saw – my dog's knocking on the door over here. Um, we all saw the, the Instagram Twitter footage of him guarding Kevin Durant. Those, the off season workouts are my favorite footage out there. Uh, cause two stops on Durant. Now we're putting, you know, Dinwiddie on first team all defense next year. But I think it, I think it does show us something like, man, this is first off season. Dinwiddie has in Dallas where he's healthy. He's going to be back in the system and the schemes and all of that. And that's what St. Jean talked about on Friday. So, uh, I really like that answer and that it honestly, it got me really excited for Dinwiddie's, you know, year two in Dallas. I love St. Jean when he was talking about the, uh, the importance of creating a culture. Uh, I love different aspects of that. He told a great, that great locker room story. Uh, when I was at, you know, doing some of those alternate broadcasts from Mavs.com there at the arena uh, a few weeks ago, I was walking around uh, the locker room there and uh, there was, you know, some stuff laying around different players, lockers, different shoes, Boban shoes were sitting there. And I was like comparing my shoes next to Boban's and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is uh, incredible. Uh, but up on the wall was, this Dallas Mavericks football helmet. And I'm like, what in the world is this? Like, it looks really cool. You know, you don't see NBA football helmets very often. And uh, so I want to ask St. Jean about that. And obviously he told that story and just, it was another small example of the culture that they created last year and how close they were as a team. And just what that culture looks like next year, that culture looks different. Like you create a new culture each season that just because they were so tight knit of a group and so close last year, doesn't mean that that's going to happen next year. Like it's on them to help create that going into next season. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, another thing was just the over, I think somebody shot me a DM about this and said, Hey, every guest you've had on with the exception of St. Jean, because he can't really talk about it. Every guest you've had on says, Hey, the Mavericks aren't done. Like from Tim Cato actually reporting it, writing about it, a beat writer for the athletics saying, dude, I would be shocked if the Mavericks are done. Bobby Corrala, Mavs.com, last Monday, 
Yeah, I would be so, so surprised if the Mavericks are done this offseason. From Bob Sturm to you know Mike Shedd to Jeff Skin Wade on this past Monday, everybody is like, hey, the Mavs aren't done. Like, they're, they're going to add something else. And I think that was just a reassuring, maybe it's confirmation bias. I don't know. But as Nick and I have been saying, like, hey, we just don't think the Mavs are done. Like, there's just no way. They got to add something else. And I don't know. I just thought that was, hey, we're all in kind of the same boat that we don't think this is the roster that they're going to carry over into the season. But um, we just got to wait. And I know waiting sucks. It really does. But got to see what happens with Kevin Durant. Especially now, it feels like everybody's kind of like on vacations and all of that. But you never know. This could be one of those NBA off seasons to where it like never dies. And then we're still talking about KD and Mitchell into August. And then one of them gets traded and that gives us a week or two of content. Then another one gets traded. And then all of a sudden, oh man, media day is in uh, two weeks. It's like, where did our off season go? We didn't even have an off season. Maybe that's part of the NBA's plan to just dominate the whole calendar year. But uh, that's where we're at. I think we're all in the same boat. I think most of our listeners, people watching us right now are in the same boat too. We're just waiting for the next big shooter drop to see how Dallas can pounce on the situation and get another potential ball handler or another wing. All right, let's take another quick break, and we'll be back talking about a few random things. And at the very end, we'll talk about the some of my favorite comments I've gotten over the past week. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, we're back. And better than ever. Um, So Nick has all the fun, like, toys for this pod, right? Nick has the soundboard. Nick has the technology the the cool stuff of like the obs system um we use this other uh, system for what the new look of the podcast looked before you went on vacation and it was pretty much one of those things of like hey am i gonna have time to train you on this before i go on vacation or can you just use the old version i'm like i'm just gonna use the old version and um yeah and i don't have a sound do i need to invest into a soundboard this is what i'm thinking about doing i'm thinking about buying a soundboard and then not telling nick and then just waiting for the best time on the pot to just boop, hit a sound and just like counter him on anything that he wants to do. That's what I'm debating on. If y'all want to help uh, me fundraise for that soundboard, just let me know. Um, and we can hop up on that. But uh, to the people who have reached out saying, Hey, I, Mick, I miss uh, Nick's soundboard. Um, you're in the minority. Just have to tell you that. To be honest. Um, you're in the minority on that. Let's talk about a few other things. I listened to JJ uh, Reddick's pod with Tommy Alter and when Jalen Brunson was on there. We're not going to talk about Brunson uh, too much more. I see all the messages about the Brunson fatigue. I, he- I hear you. Um, 
My only response to that is this, this situation just doesn't happen very often of losing a guy like this, uh, in the fashion in which we lost him. And, um, it's one of the last things that's happened to the Mavs this offseason. So you're naturally going to talk about it. And so with, with Brunson on that pod, um, one, him talking on the pod, I just miss him. I'm like, God dang it. I love this guy. And I wish he was a Maverick. Uh, but two, I think it is a, I think a lot of you probably listened to it already. If not, I think I would recommend listening to it. It's not like that. Hey, stab a knife into your heart and turn it, you know, misery type thing. It is kind of miserable when he's talking about the Mavs like extension offer and how he was ready for it and all of that. And, uh, just didn't come, but until it was too late, but I think it, it, it gave us a, another look into just the uniqueness of the situation. And I thought it was very telling, which it's nothing new. We all know this, but to just to hear it from Brunson and of him talking about how, yeah, man, like family means a lot. And just, you know, I think he even quoted one time as like, you just don't see situations like this. This might be like the most unique first time situation you've ever seen like this before of his dad, He's basically second dad. He even talked about, like, no one talks about his relationship with Tibbs. And he's like, yeah, dude, Tibbs used to, like, work me out in Chicago when he was coaching the Bulls. And, you know, we've talked about the Derrick Rose connection. And obviously, Leon Rose, you know, son is Jalen Brunson's agent. Like, there's so much stuff. And he just talked about, he said, all of my family, all of these connections under one roof in the same place. He said, it's just, it's so unique. And we've literally never seen anything like that. So, uh, I think it was just another, I listened to it and I was like, dang, that makes even more sense. Even though you know it, it's just something about hearing Brunson talk about it. You're like, all right, like I get every bit of that. Um, it did suck him saying on the pod, how he used to tell his dad, yeah, we're never leaving Dallas. We're going to be here my whole career. And I'm like, all righty, that sucks really bad. Um, all right. That's enough about that. Tyler Dorsey official. I feel like it's been a rumor for, I don't know, for the past, like, three years uh no honestly it's been a rumor for like the past month it feels like uh tyler dorsey's 26 um yeah i mean you guys know about him he was on the final four team uh that went uh, at oregon i think 2017 uh 6-5 shot 40 percent last year for olympiacos um shout out in the comments if i said that wrong i'm sure you'll let me know uh he had uh, he got drafted the hawks and he played a little bit for the grizzlies uh two Short stints, not too long in the NBA. Uh, been playing overseas ever since. Kind of pretty established overseas, um, winning uh, different things. But it, it is a little unique. Like we're like I'm not here to get up in arms about a two way player. Like I, they just don't play. So I don't like it's cool. I like when you take swings on guys, and I'm like, all right, let's do this. Like uh, that's that's cool and all. But typically, if your two way guys are playing a lot, it it means like you're not very good of a team. So I I'm hoping that Dallas will be a good team next year. Shocking. Uh, but yeah, it's fine. I'm, I don't care. I typically two way guys are like super young and you're like, you're taking the swings on them and seeing if you could develop and all this like 26, isn't like super young, but it's not like he's 32 too. I've, I've seen people, some people treating him like he's rolling up into the AC, you know, with a cane or, you know, getting a senior citizen discount. And I'm like, guys, he's 26. It's not the end of the world. And it's a two way guy. So anyway, I think it's cool. 40% three point shooter. He's a wing. Sign me up. That's fine. Um, all right. Got a few minutes here at the end. Let's talk about some of my favorite comments. Uh, if you've left some of these, then, uh, I will give you, uh, 
here you go. This is for you. Uh, shout out to the guy who's literally writing almost every day about Dwayne Washington that the Pacers uh, waived to do the Aiton sign and trade thing. Somebody's leaving us comments every single day about Dwayne Washington's stats and if the Mavs should be interested. Uh, one guy even wrote me and said, hey, can you ask Tim Cato about Dwayne Washington in Dallas? And why, guys, I I, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, sure, I can, I'll text him tonight. Like, hey, what you think about Dwayne Washington? Um, I, I just love when we get attached to like random, like role players. There's a couple people that's asked like, hey, why have the Mavs, um, I wrote this one down. Why aren't the Mavs going after Mac McClung? Like, I don't know. Like uh, that would, you know, make a huge difference. That might put us over the top, get us back to the conference finals. But, uh, he went to the Warriors now. So that's kind of cool. I remember Mac, uh, I guess his YouTube highlights or you on uh, Instagram, uh, him dunking in high school was a lot of fun, but I, d- I love those. Those are a blast. Uh, someone asked me, uh, on the Bob Stern pod, um, they thought I brought on Bruce Willis and I'm like, shout out to Bob and that. Uh, I don't know what this comment means. Y'all let me know. Isaac doing his own pod is a meme. I'm like, I guess that's a diss or taking a shot. I guess. I don't know. Some memes are cool. So uh, I'm going to assume that that's a diss though. Um, okay. I got to give a shout out to somebody. There's been the same guy that has written every single day and said, Hey, can you please turn down the the volume on the outro music? So the outro music's literally like five seconds. And somebody, shout out to you guys. I'm talking to you for that dedication that I don't know where you're at. Maybe you're trying to take a nap. Maybe you have like, I don't know, a toddler that's taking a nap next to you. And you're like playing it next to like the, the, the toddler bed. And you're like, hey, this is way too loud. Or you're blasting. It's like blasting your AirPods. I'm going to suggest something to you. You also have a volume thing on your car, probably knob there or uh, your phone that there's a volume. You could, you could possibly turn it down. Um, but I'll keep that in mind when we do the editing, I'll pass that along uh, to my boss about the uh, outro uh, levels on that. But um, gosh, I posted this one on Twitter and this was a good one. This guy wrote, no disrespect, but Nick is the good of look on Mavericks. Harrison, you are not good for this podcast. There's so much, so many levels to this comment, but I guess I'm Harrison. I, I'm assuming that a uh, lot of looks comments about girlfriends liking or missing uh, Nick on the pod. I, I joked about that the other day. That was that's just incredible. So shout out to you guys that are missing Nick. He'll be back. Don't worry. Don't worry. I don't, I know some relationships out there kind of strained right now because you know, the boyfriend or the husband still listen to the pod and you're bummed because Nick's gone. Like I get it. It's tough times right now, but uh, Nick is coming back. So don't worry. And uh, my last one, my last one, actually, hold off. I'll make this announcement and then I'll say the last one real quick. Um, tomorrow, We'll be back tomorrow. I think we're going to do a Q&A. I'm going to bring somebody on. So don't worry. We're not going to do another solo pod. I know you guys don't like solo pods. It's fine. You'll let me know in the comments today. I know. But we're going to bring somebody else on, I think, tomorrow night. And we're going to answer some questions. I'll probably tweet out something. So make sure you respond. If you have a question, you can shoot me a DM. Uh, If you don't see the tweet or I don't know. I don't put my email out there. So don't email me. don't find my work email either. That's weird. Like that's just weird. All right. 
Um, but anyway, just reach out with a question and we will try to answer it. But so be back tomorrow. And then Nick, I think should be back for Friday's pod. So get hyped about that. Uh, last thing, last comment. Uh, I got somebody commented on the, on the St. Gene pot and said, Hey, when St. Gene was talking about Tim Hardaway being a, uh, the best free agent or being a free agent, what was the thoughts going through your brain? I'm going to share what I was thinking coming up next. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.